This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. And a very warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Enquiry Weekend Podcast. Joining me tonight, Leakies of SystemBet.co.uk, is John Lang, as always, of John Joe's Blogspot. Good evening, John. Good evening. And just the two with me tonight, uh, but certainly we're very select. And um, Adam Norman returns from his uh, from his stint this week, uh, Weatherby races, etc. He's been all over the north this week, uh, whoring himself about Hexham, etc. <laughs> Good evening, Adam Norman. Oh, good evening, Lee. It's nice to be nice to be back in the office today. Yes, absolutely. And it's the start of Ayr's um, uh, sort of Grand National uh, Scottish Grand National meeting today, and uh, they got that underway. Same with Newbury, and that's what cards we are covering today: the Air races and Newbury on television to follow our best bets, where we're attempting to um, give everyone false hope after our last couple of weeks where Adam Norman, Andy Richmond and John successfully landed their three-pointers uh, two weeks ago. And last week, uh, we had lots of people posting the winning tricksies, which was nice. And then last week, uh, we managed a, a 33 points profit combined from all bar stewards, uh, just the useless Neverlander uh, letting the side down. But uh, we're hoping to give them false hope, chaps. I mean, uh, can we do it third week on the bounce, get them in clover? No chance. <laughs> of course we can. Of course we That's can. It. Positivity. The, the, yes, the yes. best podcast on the on the pod world. Whatever. It is. Yeah. It is. And, it is. It, uh, in, in the... Yeah. Very exciting weekend. I thought, lads. I know. I know you. I know you guys have turned your attentions to the uh, to the level. But yeah. um, I thought there was there was plenty to get our teeth into this weekend. Yeah. I I thought I, if I said it was exciting, I'd I'd be a liar. So. <laughs> I mean, uh, where's the flat turf racing, John? Leopardstown. Yes, that's where. It, I, I, yeah, we've actually got the. Is, is it the Bally Sacks tomorrow, or is it the? Is it the Bally Sacks or the Darren's Town? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, and there's two Guineas trials, and everybody over there will be partying on where we're stuck with the Scottish national. You <laughs> <laughs> see where John's bets are coming from this weekend. Yeah. yeah, well, I don't, I don't think there are many national bets because John's had a good start to the naps table, so and uh, John, John will want to like make all. I think he's leading, so he wants to make all. He wants I'm to be like Mark Johnston at Beverly with SDS. I never want to be like Mark Johnston anywhere. <laughs> I think Deirdre says that, John. Oof. Right, <laughs> onwards and upwards. So get, we'll get onto our best bets then. Uh, so, chaps, I will come to Adam's the most enthusiastic of the three of us. So, I'm going to go to Adam first for his uh, <laughs> for his third best. Uh, well, I'm going to go to uh, Chepstow actually to start off, ah. lads. Yeah, yeah, off the beaten track. There's a horse I've uh, followed for uh, most of his career actually, and um, I sort of wonder why really because he hasn't won for a, a long time. But um, it's a, it's in the 142 Cobra de Mai who used to be a, a quite a high-ranking handicap chaser for uh, Dan, uh, Dan Skelton back in his pomp. Uh, he's, he's nowhere near that 
anymore, but he's tumbling down the weights in the hands of Caroline Bailey, who is uh, uh, by no means a, a second-rate uh, trainer. She's a bit quiet at the moment. But um, this uh, staying chaser has been knocking on the door uh, without necessarily threatening victory in a few runs this season. Um, this is just a race that, that he could uh, fall in to, really, uh, and I expect him to do so. Uh, it was more a case of putting a line through most of the opposition. Um, Cobra Demise now off a mark of 117, down from a, a high of around 150 a couple of years back. Um, it's, it's forgotten how to win, but as I say, uh, it's just a classy uh, type and uh, just showed a bit last time out at, at Southall. And he's, he, as I say, he's, he's shown uh, bits and bobs in much better company. And with uh, D Bass taking over quite interestingly, um, he's there, I think, to ride one of Kim's in the uh, in the bumper. I'm expecting the Cobra to um, to out battle some of these uh, 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 slightly less uh, <laughs> less courageous types that he's up yes. against today. Yes, eleven to ones there for you, Adam, as well with the uh, with the, with the Denise Kurtz firm. Um, is that acceptable to you, elevens? It's very acceptable. He's outside of the party. I can see him going up with something like 15 to 2 and winning by yes. half a length. Okay, that's one point win. Uh, Cobra Demise. He's definitely not an each way wanker, is Adam. So one point on, on the snout and not that he'd go each way any of his seven runners. Uh, Cobra Demise, yeah, two two really eye catching runs this season as well. I mean, third third to Cherie Corvallis at Chet, uh, over this course and distance. Kitty's Light was second. That's favourite for the Scottish National. So Adam's being shrewd here because that's a very, very sharp piece of form from earlier on this year. So surely he's not regressed that much. He was second to St. Palais at Weatherby. What price is St. Palais in this? Um, and again, nine clear of the third, which was Chef de Vray, which was second to Tim Pat at Haydock in the Tim Maloney off 117. So Adam has got one here, I think. It's a, it's a nice bet and big, big bass on board. Yeah. Bass loves to row along and shove them and give them some <laughs> absolute hammer. So it could be, it could be an interesting bet there. I'd like it. Thank Real you. Real good selection. One point at 11. Get in I think there. That gets, yes, that gets us off to a flyer from the Dirty Huntsman's jog. We'll be hanging yeah. like Dick Turpin all over the uh, the running <laughs> at Chepster. Um, <laughs> right, John, after that great start, I'll come to you for your third best, please. Yes, things can only get worse. Um, <laughs> we're over at Leopardstown, believe me. <laughs> Adam, Adam's on his max bet. In the uh, in the three forty five, the Mally Sacks, funnily enough. Yeah. I'm running along with Swan Bear, who I rather stupidly thought might give Luxembourg a scare in his final start last year. I remember, yeah, yeah. yeah it was a fair old letdown. You found little in the last trail long and uh, lost out on a couple of places close home. Um, I'm inclined to give this lad another chance because I don't. I'm I'm 95 percent certain that wasn't his running. I think he's better than that. He's, he showed enough for me in two runs prior to the debacle behind Luxembourg that I think he's uh, he's definitely at this level for me. And uh, I'd, I'd be disappointed if he can't cope with this lot. To be honest. Um, I think it was well worth another chance. I've had a better t- 
ten to one, unfortunately, but the price seems to have evaporated. So, well, it's one of these. I've, yeah. had, I've had big prices, and now, now you paupers yeah. can get on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, it, it, if anything, it's, it stopped me each way wankering on the on the pod straight away, and I'm going to have to yeah. go one point win. One point win, still a generous fifteen to two, John. Uh, see where you're coming from uh, with the horse. I, I know you liked him last year, so um, yeah, I wish you well with that at fifteen to two uh, in a in a in a rather rather interesting renewal of that race. Um, it, it can be said. So yeah, that's John's. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting race. I think I think there'll be a few clues there for, for this season regarding a lot of the uh, the Group One. So yeah, good stuff. My third best bet is at air in the opener tomorrow, the 115 race. Oh. That's the Scott, Scotty brand handicap. And um, I, got, I got some murmurings there. Maybe I'm clashing with Adam on this. Maybe. Or maybe not. Or maybe indeed not. Um, my third best bet is the uh, Peter Niven trained Malistic, who I honestly felt... Um, was going quite nicely at Doncaster before he absolutely belted the fence just coming out of the uh, out of the bend, the last one there before the straight. It's quite a tricky fence, that one, because they start to turn after that. I, I did think this horse, he's got a lot of class, this horse. I mean, this horse has got some really, really strong form with a lot better horses than what he faces um, in this. Now, I know Dubai Days has won this afternoon at air uh, quite nicely, um, but if he does reappear, which I think he might do, I think they'll probably let him take his chance if he's okay. Won't it quite comfortably? This is obviously a bit stiffer than what he did win today, so I'm not really bothered about him. Um, Sebastopol, as we know, can sort of shirk it in a finish. And um, he did win nicely last time, but has been punished for that quite, quite extensively. And Malistic, I felt, 145. Bearing in mind, Peter Niven... He's, he's terrible off breaks. He's terrible at getting them absolutely cherry ripe. And maybe Adam will come on and tell me, I don't know how fit he was that day, Adam. Were you there at Doncaster that day? I was there that day, uh, Lee, yes, yes. But rarely miss a, a day out of Donny. Was he fit enough that day? I thought he was in the, in the, in the peak of condition and I, uh, and I, and I backed him. Such was, his, uh, such was his good health. Well, you well you 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 might have been been robbed a bit because I yeah, feel he, that way. Yeah, he's a he, and that was a good that was a nice little handicap that that you know the 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 the, the winner and the second in that you know the, the, they can't be knocked and um, I I just think with Gold Dubois that's 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 doggy and I thought Melissa could have a great chance for a one point win bet for me eleven to two with Billy Hills take that. Let's pinch it because I think Malistic will go well with Brian Hughes uh, back on, who's a bit of a bin man, but not as big a bin man as uh, Callum Bewley. Um, so that's my third best uh, of the, the weekend. So, okay, John, I'm going to come to you now for your second best bet, please. I know a lot of the listeners like a dark horse now and again. And uh, this one's darker than Harry Belafonte's arsehole. <laughs> Um, it's in the 420 at Leopardstown, and it's asked called Action Motion, Randy Oliver's. Um, had uh, three lovely little floats around Dundalk at the back end of the year. The half-brother by Fast Company was rated 101 at one point. 
she's probably a stallion downgrade, but um, there's certainly potential here for this horse running off 71 here. I'm pretty sure he's got seven, uh, 65 in the bank anyway. So given the improvement for turf, trip, and actually being off, he ought to be competitive in a poor heat. I um, the, the problem being, I don't know what this lad's like first time. He might decide he wants a float up to put the arse spot on. I'm going to have to chance it. Two points win. Do, do you know what? He's two points win at 20s as well, John. This could see you blasting. He's, a, he's, a, he's, he's an handicap trainer, is Andrew Oliver. He's very good at getting marks for his horses. And th- this owner as well likes a good a good tilt um, uh, with these handicappers. I'd suggest that he's got this straight. Shane, you're not booking Shane Furley um, just to get some feedback and have a little feel, uh, you know, around the back. I, I, I think, you know, he's gone for Shane Furley because this is probably D-Day for it. So, you know, Jesse Harrington's jockey on board. Um, interested. 20 to 1, John, for your two points win. Good choice. Well, you know, look at you, look at your out of the box. I, I rubbish last week. I didn't rubbish, but I couldn't see it doing well. But that one, Jess, Jesse's that finished third to, um, yeah, um, you know, in the maiden last week. It was a great, great left field call. That at big prices. So no. Nice. Pundit's eye, as Virgo says. Pundit's yeah. eye. Yeah, yeah. Right. So now I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go to my second best before coming back to Adam, and um, I'm gonna be a favourites wanker. Yeah, uh, we love we love favourite wankering and um, I, the one fifty at air. I I just I can't really oh, have Duke's heartbeat. I know <laughs> it, it, it does it does require booze tipping things like this. You know, like you're listening to a pod and I'm tipping one Benico de Bonville. He was your favourite jockey on as well. Yeah, an idiot on board. Um, so, so, so two to one generally available for my two points there. Seven Barrows must have had this horse schooling every day for 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 eight weeks before before the festival because he's he's two starts like prior to running at Cheltenham. The horse looked like he'd never seen a fence. I've never seen a horse look so unnatural over fences, and yet the skill of the trainer there of Popeye must you know must. Must must have come through because th- that was brilliant. That was absolutely brilliant in terms of where the horse was at for its novice wins compared to how it ran at Cheltenham and how it jumped. Yes, it made a howler of the t- of the twelfth fence, but then after that, you'd be expecting Dusart then to maybe lose confidence, being a novice, and you know you'd be thinking, is he going to lose confidence and go back to the old sketchily jumping technique that he employed before before Cheltenham? No, that wasn't the case. He jumped well again, and and he and he stayed on well up the hill. And this is absolutely different levels. You, you're finishing fifth in a in a in a Sun Alliance, and you're coming here now taking on. I mean, I don't want to be disrespectful because I know it's progressive. Uh, Ruth Jefferson sounds Russian. Ruth Jefferson, you know, I, I respect the horse. Sounds Russian, very progressive, but nearly off level weights. Is that going to finish better than fifth in a Sun Alliance? I'm not so sure. Um, Doyen Breed, you know, like a few seconds consistent, but is what it is. The, these runners are not anywhere near do uh, do start, sadly. So I, I, two to one for my two points. I think that's mustardo. I think it'll. I think as long as it jumps like it did last time at Cheltenham, it, it wins. Simple as no, no, no problem. Adam, coming to you for your second best. Okay, 
Right. Um, a late change of <laughs> late change of heart here. Uh, I'm going to go. I've surprised myself here with a, uh, a switch to Newbury. I've got so many I want to tip. I want to go here with Newbury, uh, and it is the uh, Veterans Conditional Jockeys Handicap Chase. The two ten. <laughs> the two ten. I'm going to go with Bermeo, a horse I've never backed before. Not. I wouldn't say primarily because it's it's uh, now in the hands of Barry Fry, um, but uh, Mr. <laughs> Fry is absolutely shitting winners and um he's taken over the uh, the reins on this horse after it spent a few uh, months with uh, tim vaughan who managed to corpse it uh in the first part of this season i don't know how long he's been with fries obviously we can only guess but hopefully he's been there a good three months been nicely freshened up and he's down to a rating that uh, he was competitive off um uh, a season or so back um, I don't like these races generally. Uh, it's a bit like going to a, a disco for the over 50s. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Not wrong with that. Not wrong with that. It's a little bit unpalatable. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I, can, I can move. <laughs> I'm um, over 50. I go to discos for the under 30s. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dirty bastard. <laughs> Sorry, Adam. <laughs> uh, um, well, I, I, I deserved it, didn't I? Um, uh, there's just so many horses in these, in these races that I just don't like or can't fancy. Um, and uh, Bermeo is a horse that knows how to win. Uh, it's won six from, from 29 over fences. Uh, usually, not usually in the mix, that's silly, but oft, often in the mix and generally a good old stick over, uh, over a trip and decent ground. Um, he's not being missed in the market, but he's off ten stone against a lot of horses who are either soft or like you know like things their own way, as these uh, these oldies tend to tend to do, as John will, will be uh, the first to admit. Um, and uh, uh, so I just thought I, I just thought he was a bit of a standout, to be honest. Brian Carver's a jockey I quite like, uh, who doesn't get much yeah, recognition. Like um, you've got a Venetia horse making the market, who's just uh, who's just sort of won a couple of very weak races on softish ground. I think the ground is genuine, sort of good to soft, if a little quicker. Um, and uh, yeah, I can just see Bermeo, I can just see Bermeo just grinding it out on his first start for, for Harry Fry. He's had six winners in the last fortnight. And, um, you know, you've got to strike while they're, while they're flying, haven't you? Sir, you're, you're saying Bermeo? Uh, for mm. Harry Frey on stable debut from Tim Vaughan at two mm. points at 11 to two with Denise Kurt trying to eat into a yearly bonus. Is Adam there with Bermeo? Um, nice enough selection. Hey, however, however, uh, ha- however, we'll come straight back to me for the best bet and it's in the same race. Oh, um, no. <laughs> yeah, we, we seem to be, we were on each other's toes being Adam. I've literally just sidestepped what your, your, your two points are. Now you, <laughs> Now you stumped all over me. Yes. Yes. Um, on, this, so I'll start with me for the for the. There's the only best one, one other you can back in this race, I think. But go on. No, no. This is where we'll have a big difference of opinion. I think. I, um, I am absolutely uber confident in um, first figure um, of, right. of, of the witch um, for the full three points at eleven to two general. That's enormous. Um, Ned, Ned Fox um, gets on extremely well with this horse, which is a good job because he doesn't do much. Um, but but he, he, you know, 
this horse has just not had to come out of second gear. I can only assume, if you look at First Figaro's career, that well, there's only two possibilities. They've they've either solved a long-standing problem with the horse, as in, you know, it's just it's, it's or 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 or, the, or the, the, they've got some decent carrots. Either's possible because Venetia's twenty-five percent this year, um, and First Figaro was incredibly impressive. At Leicester, I, I just the, the the second it beat Onshun, it left it for dead and started sprinting clear. Well, Onshun's won since at Market Raise and beating that well handicap thing that that Edmund Dantes yeah. or whatever uh, of uh, of uh, Ruth Jefferson's that was a uh, that was absolutely thrown in really off off, off ninety three. I, I I felt and and yeah. Onshun's gone and beat that. Well, this just sprinted clear of that um, with, for for a flick of the whip. So. I genuinely feel that first figure is back to whatever whatever horse they ever thought of him, and he and he was by the way earlier in his career he was a good bumper winner, he was a very impressive bumper winner. So he's obviously an horse with problems because that's why he's had sporadic appearances the last sort of um, uh, sort of three three or four seasons. But whatever they're doing or they've got, he just looks in savage form. Um, so eleven to two for my for my three points. Uh, only thing I'd say with Burmeo, Burmeo, Adam. Um, yeah. I did I did some research into Tim Vaughan, and a lot of trainers, Tim Vaughan must give them really bad aids because because trainers don't seem to get massive improvement after they've left Tim Vaughan. The same owner had Song of the Huntress or Song of the Hunter, and, yes, and, and that, yeah, the, yeah, the, the belated. Yeah. Yes, the related Late song and lamented. Yeah, and he, he was well beat on stable debut for Barry Fry. Yeah, and um, and 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 there's been other horse, other examples. Dan Skelton, who's as we know, you know, he's a good trainer. Um, yeah. he couldn't DBC uh, or DBC or however you. Yeah, want. yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, another Keep one on. that's completely dead. Yeah, and and, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. He, he just he just would concern me uh, yeah, coming no, out. That's of fair, fair whether they've got yeah. whether they've got well shades. Um, like a lot of them have in in Wales. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't don't back Birmingham. Well, no, 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 no. That's that's terrible. That's terrible. No, no, no. Please, if you if you like Birmingham, because I said don't don't let me anyone put me off. It's just something because that was one of my our worries and dangers. Because obviously yeah. it's a race where you can sort of say, well, you know, Birmingham could could improve massively. And then I just did a bit of research into Vaughan. Yeah, no and, and, yeah. And, and after they leave Vaughan, they don't they don't improve weirdly, um, or, or a lot a lot don't seem to. Um, so anyway, so my three points is going with the witch to carry on her amazing season uh, under Ned Fox, who might put up one pound overweight because um, I be- I think he can only do about nine 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 eight. He put two pound over last time. He had to take seven off and or whatever whatever weight he had to take off. So I, d- I don't know if he can do do the weight. So he might put a pound over as well. If that might put you off, but well, it must anyway. be. Uh, it's negligible. Bearing in mind your argument for the horse, to be honest, mate. A pound it, either it, way, it's not going it, to make any difference, is it? No, no. The weight sprinter clear at Leicester, oh. beating Onshin, and I oh. and I backed Onshin in running that day because Onshin jumped really well, and oh. and it's the first time he has, and that that oh. and that, that's what I couldn't believe that first figure just left it for dead, like mm. he was just still. But mm. anyway, could be the witch juice. Eleven or two for me. Uh, we'll move on then. I'm done now for bets. Now it's to the ser- the proper judges. So I'm going to leave John sat waiting now. It's sat waiting. John, you can get a turkey leg out at fridge and a pint of gin while Adam gives me his three pointer. I'll be listening avidly. I won't be munching on <laughs> a turkey leg. 
<laughs> I don't... Well, well, we've um, we've talked about informed trainers, haven't we? And uh, there's few hotter than, than the master of Pond House, David Pipe. Uh, he had a nice winner today in the green and gold at Newbury. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I'm, I'm not a massive fan of these big races, the, the, the Scottish national types, but. I thought it was very interesting that um, Via Dolorosa comes here after on the back of a, uh, a trouncing of of a small field at Fakenham, uh, a highly unlikely prep for a, for a race like this. But won by 20 lengths, uh, a horse who uh, went round Aintree uh, earlier in this year when joining Pipey um, and ran well in the Grand Sefton. And then was going well in the Beecher the, the following month. I'm just thinking that they want to get this into the national. It's currently rated 137, which I, I, I suspect isn't going to be high enough. So I think that they've got a plan that they're going to win this. And then hopefully with a, whatever penalty they get for the Nash, uh, they'll hope to squeeze in at the bottom next week in Aintree. Um, so Via De La Rosa, yeah, uh, front runner. You know, uh, with enough pace to win over three miles around Fakenham, I, I, I just think that uh, he could get free on the lead here. He used to run in big races in Otoy uh, over the years. You know, all the big races, eighty grand, ninety grand races. But he didn't. He couldn't really get that competitive uh, in. But um, as I say, he came over from France, rated one three two, and was fourth in the uh, in the Grand Sefton. Uh, dropped down the weights after a couple of runs, and then here he is on one three seven. So although he's up ten from that last win, I don't think he's that badly handicapped. And uh, as I say, I can just see him getting uh, free on the lead. Uh, Tom knows. Tom Skew knows. You know the, the kind of pace that you need to go at. I can just see him building up a lead, uh, 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 and he's going to. As I say, he's going to be there to win. I, while I fully respect the Christian Williams stayers. And another one who I was planning on tipping, um, the Ferrymaster, who was fourth last year, uh, comes here uh, in in similar form off a lower mark. So there's, there's, there's two or three I respect, but I just think that they could let this go. And I can just see him running, running a massive race. And even if he doesn't get home, you've got six places. Um, and if you don't go each way in a race like this, you're an idiot, obviously, with these terms. So he's a, he's a pretty exciting one and a half point each way bet via Dolorosa in the biggie. It's like you make a really good case there. Um, Very exciting, uh, mate. Very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. 25 to one. Um, I just think you're going to get, you're, you're absolutely guaranteed <clears throat> unless he, unless, unless they get a standing start and he, and, and he blows the start, which is, which is very, very possible uh, in a 20 up, four runner field i mean you know you, you are chancing a little bit to look there but um no it's just a horse in in uh, in uh, what was the what was your what was your savage, phrase savage. <laughs> absolutely savage form the yards in savage form which is you know pipers are so hot and cold you've got to catch them when they're when they're going and um they're, they're literally running out of skins you know i mean literally first second and third last 10 10 runners are, are, have been placed at all, all manner of odds I just think this is the time to catch him, to be honest. And uh, although he's got tons of uh, mileage behind him, as I say, he's a horse that just did the, did the rounds at, at, in, in top races, you know, toy got, you know, loads of experience to handle this type of 
this type of scenario. Um, I'll just uh, if he does if he does manage to get on the lead, I just think it will be an, an exciting an exciting uh, watch as they as we like to say. Good stuff. Twenty five. So now, so now you're not going to be. Are you are you wankering on this? No, show? no. I've got. I've got. You know. No. You'd be an absolute <laughs> idiot if you if you don't uh, if you if you don't accept you know six places in a race like this. Yeah. yeah I'm not that yeah, stupid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so 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 there's a time and a place for for, for each way betting. <laughs> Adam Norman has gone wankering, and yeah. we're gonna, we're going to give him we're going to give him seven places for being a total each way wanker. <laughs> and some of our listeners I'll, are going to take six. six. I'll take six. Yeah, no, no, seven. You can no oh, seven man. with with Bet three six five Skybet Betfred all offering seven places, but Bet Bet three six five and Skybet are the twenty fives. Uh, it's a it's a great selection from Adam, I think. Uh, like his argument there. We'll come on to the, the national later in the, the preview, but 25s for Adam for his uh, 1.5 points each way with the seven pegs. So wish Adam well with that. John, certainly last but not least, we're all in anticipation for your flat racing nap of the weekend. It's quite boring, really. It's only a six to one. <laughs> um, it's, better. it's not bad. It's not bad. Um. Last week, when I was doing my best to unpick the Irish Lincoln, um, the eye did fall on a horse of Edo McGuinness's called Star of Cashel. Now, he got this off Aussie Stack, or rather the Shamrock Racing Club had at the close of last season. And the horse was having its first run for Edo in the Irish Lincoln and was nibbled at in the betting as well, which made me end up having a little saver on the horse actually um, because I, did, I didn't think it was dangerous off this mark but after a couple of furlongs I sort of lost interest in him because he'd been doing fair time watching Nathan's hands and he was running at the back of horses and just so fresh really in general um, but he showed plenty has to do too well he has to do too much too early and ended up fading very late on now, this race is crap, really. Um, he's got a good kid up, taking five off. He shaped really well the one previous run at Leopardstown, over seven furlongs held up. I think he finished fourth or fifth, maybe. The same sort of ride today should pay proper dividends, I think, three points win. So, no, so no messing on the, no, on, on the snout. The oh, star of, quite star of, star yeah. of Cashel. For the uh, Edo McGuinness successful in uh, Maidan with um, a case of you in the, the big Alquaz sprint there on, on uh, Dubai, a big carnival day. Uh, Edo now turns his attentions to uh, the big dropping class, like John says. He's a very tidy trainer as well, isn't he? I mean, yeah, got the carrots as well as Edo. Yeah, he yeah. gets the job done. He does. Yeah, so there's carrots. Uh, carrots in the barn, a good apprentice. What's not to like? John has got a good nap there, I think. Six to one available, and that's with the, the Denise Kurtz. We're all in, laying into Denise Kurtz this weekend. Six to one uh, for Star of Cashel for John's three points win. Right, that finishes the uh, the bets roundup. We'll move now on to uh, just previewing um, the television races and any other business that we may have got. And we shall go to Newbury first and uh, to cover their three television televised races there. 
The first is the 135. It's the uh, play pick six at Bet Victor Novice's handicap hurdle. Five to two jolly all roundabouts, maybe 11 to four in places. Punctuation trained by the cake master Fergal O'Brien. Any views here, chaps? Adam, any, uh, did you have, have, have a quick gander at this? Uh, I, I, I was drawn to the race because I uh, like a horse called Wyoming E. Uh, Gary Moore's, it's the one of the, well, the only Gary Moore trained horse I've got a handle on. Um, I thought that he was a, a good thing to win last time, and he duly, duly did at a short price. Steps up in trip, which I thought he, he would he would appreciate. Uh, he's he was entered in um, in the county hurdle and the Coral uh, Cup at Cheltenham. Uh, they bypassed that. Uh, it looks like to come here, ten grand pot. Um, I like the jockey switch last time, Josh re- replacing Hands of Stone. Um, and uh, six may have been a little bit harsh for that win, but um, I, I, the more I looked at the race, I, I just thought it was a little bit more competitive than uh, than I originally thought. But he was he was as close to a bet as as many. Um, punctuation's form was let down today by the runner-up in that last his last win irish hill was uh was trounced today at newbury um and he's up in grade isn't he punctuation so i, I just felt that he was he was one to oppose heading the market um but why would be a would, would be a i might end up backing him if he's if he's a, a decent price but, as, but you, you could give a chance to mo and mo who's, who's been switched to sam thomas um one or two others you could give a squeak to, but yeah, I thought Wyoming was was more than interesting, progressive type. Yep, I agree with you. I, th- I think um, you know, like you said, probably six is probably maybe a tad harsh for for, for but I, I do think he did improve a little bit for the for the extra trip. I mean, bearing in mind um, this, this horse really at two miles. I, I backed him 113 at Ascot last year when he was second to Herbiers. And, um, and and I couldn't breathe. Um, you, you know, like I needed oxygen severely, and I just felt he just hadn't got the gear um, uh, yeah. uh, for two for two miles. So it was interesting. Finally, they, they just not notched him up in trip a little bit, and I just thought that helped him. I just thought because oh, he just travelled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I think that's it again. So I, I think you're on the right one, Adam. I think I think he's he's an horse to be interested in. So yeah, yeah, good call on that. John, anything here? Yeah, that one you're being on about. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like a good thing when going up in trip last time. Yeah. with zero fuss, I thought. Hinted yeah. that that's what he wanted the time before because he kept kept on really well at Newbury. Yeah, I, I have a job getting the Jelly Dale mob right, but I'm pleased you tell Francis. Yeah, he started giving me enough of a nudge to have a bet now. Well, he was well, only, well, you know, he wasn't beaten far in the Betfair hurdle, was he? I mean, no, no. Yeah, it was a good you run. Know, to say, back. crying out for the extra yardage, the, yeah, there could be untold, uh, untold yes. improvement, couldn't they? Jelly Dale. Yeah, we're all Jelly Deals for Royal Une in the um, in the uh, the. Even have some liquor. Yes. I mean, he bolted yes, yes. up off uh, 79 on the all weather in, in uh, this time last year. Yeah. Uh, when when a hot favourite under R Moore. So I don't know what I don't know what that means, but you guys will be able to tell me. You know, but he's, he's run to a if he if he's an 80 horse on the flat 85, then you know 120 well, 128 should there should still be some mileage in 128. It, you know? 
it was a weak race, but again, it was two mile on the flat. So mm. usually, as we as we say, well, as a rule of thumb, on the flat, they must have thought it was ninety. Yeah, mm. and and and, and the, I think I think the extra trip's the key, and I think Newbury being more galloping than Fontwell will mm. bring out possibly more as well for the for the extra trips. So. Well, we've called yeah. it, haven't we? Because the, the market's wrong, then, isn't it? You know, punctuations yeah. punctuations one one off one oh one oh six last time. You know, yeah. the runner-ups just got turned over, you know, quite badly. Uh, the, the market's wrong, isn't it, lads? You know, so and, he's, and that's it going to pay. It's going to pay eight pounds for winning a, a length and a quarter punctuation. Um, it is. He's, so. he's sort of a mini klaxon there for us. We can't. Bit, do it. Yeah. It's not, it's not in our best bets, but it's a mini. We ought to chat more often, lads. We should. Because no, we're, we're just we're just egging each other on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Responsible yeah. gambling. We do. Gin, love an echo gin, chamber. Gin and an hour chat on horses, so we can just. <laughs> Treble our bets. It'll be um, by Christmas. You know, when the fun stops, stop. <laughs> right, two, two tenant Newbury. Me and Adam's got to stay quiet. We've already Absolutely. fallen out about this one. Yeah, we fell out about Come it, on, this John. one. We're not, we're not friends. So John now is going to settle this. Step in. I'll settle this, are It's Absolutely detest these races. Yeah. <laughs> Stour old bastards that should have been retired years ago, struggling around while they're trying to turn it in. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so I think so reverse, John, for, reverse forecast, the bottom two. Yeah. yeah. John, John, John's go. gone for Pate and Gin there. Um, so so the two forty five at Newbury finishes whistling their card off. <laughs> yeah. Where where will you will you will you be whistling tomorrow, John? Do you think? You know? uh, yeah, I'll be, be letting him in about <laughs> ten minutes past two. The image, right? Two forty-five Newbury. Yeah, Where's Andy Richmond when you need him? Cool. Like, keep, know, talking, keep talking. <laughs> Speech <laughs> bubble. Speech bubble is uh, the favourite. Hundred to thirty. Nice mare. I like this mare. Obviously, solid form with the um, Love Envoy uh, and 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 so on and so on. But um, I did think you'd probably want to find a price with these mares, and um, maybe something like. Good luck charm from the honey monster at 16 might appeal more. Clocked a good time at Exeter, but and and will appreciate this uh, this extra distance from the two miles. But uh, mares, I do like gin and pate chaps. So, what are you on in this? I yeah, I, I do love a mares race, Lee. I think I've mentioned that before. And uh, yeah. there's a there's a key race to this, isn't there? There was a Ludlow affair a couple of months back. I'm trying to find the form line now, but um. Holly, yeah. Hart, Holly Hartingo beat next door to Alice. One or two others were in behind. Sabrina was in behind. I think Miss Fairfax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Holly Hartingo is uh, is worse off for that after winning since and uh, and was was patently uh, running over too short a trip last time. I think just to keep it ticking over because if you remember, I tipped it up for the. Uh, for the not the River Don, the Phillies River Don, as I call it, the one that um, Rebecca Menzies won with uh, Fonzarelli. Yeah, and she was a non she was a non starter, Holly Hartingo. So they clearly know she's a stayer. That was a three miler, um, and so they, they they ran her over two miles at Hereford. Surprisingly, went off fav and was completely outpaced. I, I, I like Holly Hartingo. Uh, I, it's too tough a race to to tip her up again. Um, and, and I, like you, I've got full respect for speech bubble. Noel Williams, who doesn't get much uh, th- going through his hands, does he? Really? I don't know. I don't really know why. He seems to no. do quite well with the, the ammunition he has, but he's, he's yeah. got a good filly here. 
Yeah, I, 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 like I said, there's nothing wrong with the Sandown effort on the book. Um, no, so she's, anyway. done, she's done absolutely nothing wrong. So, and I like horses that, that that just don't do anything wrong in their careers, you know. And she uh, she's done nothing to to put, to, to sort of uh, raise any question marks at all. She's it's tough to give weight all round, but uh, you know she'll have been campaigned with this the, this this in mind. And uh, like like you say, it's just the price really. She's not been missed. If she was five to one, then you'd you'd probably tip it up or back it, you know. And if she does drift, then I'll be watching closely. I don't think Corey's courage has a similar level of form. Uh, she's quite high up in the market. Sabrina is a progressive uh, filly, isn't she? She's she's uh, come on. Um, and there's one or two others. I, yeah, I do like Good Luck Charm. I just think that I just think that she uh, will be more interesting next year. She was very impressive the way she jumped. I thought the last three uh, when winning at Exit, so she was powerful up the straight and and looked a real real nice prospect. I just wonder if she's a little bit slow. Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, it's a cracking race. It's it's one of those where where these types are laid out in the first part of the season, aren't they? And it's nice to see a decent field and and it'll be a, a good form line to follow next year. For sure, John. Probably have to vet out tomorrow night because Digby the munchies way through toast on a patty. <laughs> um, we've, got, we've gone from veterans to mares only. Fuck off, Jovery. Swiftly on then to air, where we sort of running short of time. So I'm going to say out the 115. Uh, Adam, John, uh, the, the 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 thoughts on this, please. I thought Sebastopol looked pretty solid, but for those that fancied an alternative, I think that's Sal, Sal or whatever they call it. It's a fairly kind traveller. Might offer a bit of value as a back to lay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fair shout. I, I, it's a funny one, isn't it, Sebastopol? I've I've always wanted to take it on, really, and then it won last time. Second horse came out and, and uh, won easy. Is he is he one to trust? I, I, I don't really know. He could have turned the could he have turned the corner. Stan Shepard's riding really well this year. I just thought he, he sort of arrived on the one forty four mark. Looks a little bit high to me. Uh, I did look very closely at this, and uh, early in the week I, I wanted to have a couple of bets. Uh, Malistic and Sal were the two that stood out for me. We, you know, we mustn't overestimate, uh, or underestimate. Sorry, uh, Rick, uh, Becky Menz is in these, uh, you know, in these races. She's just gone a little bit quiet the last fortnight. But um, Sal has clearly been laid out for this. I think I had a tickle on it in the Red Rum Chase last year, and it didn't show anything. Um, but the race probably wasn't run to suit. But but that just sort of indicates that. Uh, that I, th- I think it's it's got a race like this in it. It's three pounds lower here. Uh, I think it goes on any ground. There should be plenty of pace. Um, and I agree with John at ten to one. I thought it was a, a really good poke, as long as uh, you know the race uh, uh, is is run to suit. Uh, Malistic, I've got tons of respect for. As I say, we've we've, we've chatted about that. Um, I think it may have gone close. I just think he was very exuberant at Donny. Uh, I don't. I don't mind Callum Bewley as a jock, but 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 Hughes would have been better on it, I think. And I think these, the, the, he was jumping so exuberantly that he stood off that fifth last and uh, and just pitched pitched the jock out of the saddle. It was just unfortunate. But he's a he's a really really nice looking horse, Malistic, and one forty five is a horse is a, a rating he can win off. Um, they they were the two for me. I think they will run Coach Carter again, and he was a little bit 
uh, uh, eye-catching today, I thought, behind Dubai Days, who I don't think they'll run. I think uh, Alexander has said he's, in, he's entered his uh, over the two days just in case there was uh, some mishap. So I think Dubai Days will come out, and I think that's that's another reason why I didn't want to have a bet in the race, because that might just take a chunk out of the market. So, um, But yeah, but Malistic and Sal were the two for me, yeah. Good stuff. 150, again, I'll sit out and... Um, now you can find uh, ways to try and oppose Dusart both here and both end up back in losers. <laughs> if, if this was the national meeting, everybody would be saying, swear Dusart, it's been to Cheltenham. But because yeah. it's the Scottish national meeting, everybody thinks this sort of malarkey from Popeye is okay. Yeah. Well, no, Popeye, it's not okay. <laughs> don't think you can get away with it just because it's not the proper Nash. So, no, he shouldn't be coming here off the back of a thumping at Cheltenham. And those who want a bit of each-way value against could go with I.K. Brunel, who has a bit, bit of standout on the clock compared to a lot of these, and he's a nice sort of price. Thank you very much. Okay, I, I Brunel each way for John for the each way wankery. He's wrong, of course. Adam? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I immediately just wanted to oppose Dusart for the, for similar reasons, to be honest, mate. It's it's a t- quick turnaround. You don't know how he's going to react to that. Uh, you've made a perfectly good case. You know, he's getting, giving two pounds to sounds Russian. Seems ridiculous, really, doesn't it? Um, mm-hmm. And I wasn't... I kind of want Sounds Russian to be to be really good, but you just don't know. He's just been bashing up, uh, you know, crappy northern stuff on heavy ground uh, impressively. Uh, and he's a really big, you know, cracking chaser. And I'm glad they've kicked on with him because uh, I saw him at Hexham in October running in and of his herd. And I thought, you know, you've, you've got to crack on with this late developing type. And it's, it's great to see Ruth training winners. But. I I was more interested actually in Lord Accord to be honest. Uh, I was at New uh, where was I? Hang on. I was at Donny. Uh, I get confused sometimes when he he ran last time in a in a cheeky little three runner race. He looked a bit burly off a couple of month absence, and he was he looked uh, rusty in the race, making a couple of uh, uncharacteristic mistakes. That was only his fourth race over fences. The two that he finished behind have both won since. So it was as a three-runner race go, it was all right. Um, it's a, just a very solid performer, Lord Accord. Thorough stayer, likes good ground. And if Dusart doesn't run up to form, and if Sounds Russian uh, isn't capable of uh, defying that another big rise, I think Lord Accord is just going to be there or thereabouts to, at something like seven to one. I'm going to have a few quid on him. Good stuff, John. Right. John's already Welcome. given his. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. John, John's actually just absolutely just destroyed me on it. He said, <laughs> he said, no way is this he's, a bet. He's dropped yeah. the mic. He's dropped the mic, and that's it. Yeah, he has. He's given it. He's given me there. He's yeah. straight under the ribs from John. Yeah. The the two twenty five then the Scottish champion hurdle West Cork is a. Just about favourite, I think, around three to one for the Skellywelly Yard. Uh, obviously, very strong form. Thoughts here, chaps? In an ideal world, you'd lay the front three all around the tilt of one mark and sit back and enjoy. Yeah. I think they've all got enough quibbles about them, but you're not going to be able to do that, so you might as well just get Digby back in and get some more pet down him. 
Dick Digby and Duck Liver Pate tomorrow is is, is no, the call. He's on the cheap stuff. He don't know the Duck Liver stuff, was not <laughs> Yeah, uh, Adam. Yeah, I didn't have. I didn't come to uh, much of a conclusion about this. To be honest, I thought that most of them were correctly priced. I don't know much about and I don't like Anna Benina. I've seen I've seen it, bro. It's tiny, so I'm not a massive fan of horses that that lack uh, scope. Um, I thought she was short enough in the betting. Uh, I thought Barry Cello was way too short. It's just a sort of uh, been mopping up uh, races that have been sort of perfectly framed for him. Nice chase type, but uh, don't fancy him. Voir de Rev, I think a lot of people are going to latch on to from each way uh, perspectives, but. Uh, 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 I think West Cork and one more for the road uh, look pretty solid, to be honest. But again, you've got the, the, the factor that uh, at this meeting, everything's arriving, you know, off the back of a, a tough race at, uh, you know, Cheltenham or wherever. So uh, not, not, I'm not sure I want to be backing Milkwood or, or West Cork for those those two reasons. But um, equally, I've not got much to oppose it with. Yeah, no, I probably agree with what you just said there. Uh, the the forms got the the market's got it right in, in yeah. terms of like where we're at. I didn't see an edge. Go on yeah. to the champion novices. Um, Manila Drama, I thought again is the right favourite. Um, I I thought it was a tough task for him last time. I was surprised to see him go favourite uh, to beat Pete Dorhey because obviously he had seven pounds to find with that. He was giving £5 to Miller's Bank, level ratings. He was giving £12 to Fantastic Lady, £10 superior. I, I just think it was probably just a bit too tough. This, I don't think, is, is as is as tough as that, um, if I'm honest. And I felt that he was probably the right favourite. But again, I've, I've got no real edge in terms of price uh, with any of these. So, Adam, can can you put, put me right? No, you've made a good case, uh for why Minella Drama was beat last time, you know, it looks it looks disappointing on the on the face of it when he when he was made favourite, but that was a, a sort of a, a queer market, wasn't it? And I think you tipped Pick Dory that day, so you you, you called it on the day. Um, Kill Tealy and Il Rodotto are just sort of dis, not disappointing horses, but they come they come off off you know substandard efforts. Kill Tealy's had a, a hard season. Do your jobs a nice horse who appreciated the step up in trip last time, but only managed to scramble home against Informer Tur, who has been completely out of form all winter. So and DBC was close up and he's since bombed out. So the level of that form is is set. I I, I, I was just amused by Jackamar to be honest. I quite like the I quite like the fact that he just sort of t- turns up between the last two sort of cruising there and uh, after the you know when, when the ra- the rest have sort of battled it out and and fallen in a heap. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if he did the same tomorrow. Um, he yep. still seems on a fairish mark. Started out the season off one three three. He's on one three five now after after a couple of wins. So um, you know his style of running proves that you can you know you can run consistently and and, and keep getting ahead in front. I, I I don't think he should be the outsider to be honest. Yeah, eight to one, eight to eight or nine to one available for Jack Lamar, uh, which is interesting. Um, yeah. John thoughts. One of the things I like most about stick jumping is the ample opportunity it gives me to contradict myself and sound like an utter cunt. <laughs> and that's what I'm about to do here, actually. Um, 
Now, I thought me on the drama just went a fraction quick for the bin man last time I kept. And, and I, he, he wouldn't know how fast to go around there anyway, would he? Because he probably hadn't ridden there before. Um, now, that said, he looks the type that could get do your job at it, jumping-wise. Yeah. If he sets the pace here. Il Rodoto hasn't looked worth his rating in the 140 since he earned it at Newbury. Cobden replaced by the hopelessly out of form Frost doesn't increase confidence either. Yeah, she, look, she, she looks drained at the moment, she does. She's having a bad, bad time. There's no mm. question about it. More, more on this on Sunday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Play the diaries, people. <laughs> QT Riggs, however, have been on this. What I thought was a, it was very steady, extremely steady upward curve going into Cheltenham, where for me it looked like a non stair. So, despite the fact they're coming here after a tough race at Cheltenham, good evening, Popeye. <laughs> um, it could just be an alternative to Ginger's ass. Yeah, so you, you've dissed me. And now you now you, you've come up with an alternative with the same fucking reason. This you is what I, this is what I say. This is, the, this is the stick jumping player. This is what it does to you. Yeah. Yeah. This is John. He he, he shafted. He loves shafting me. Does John? He's done it. He's done it there with his contradiction uh, for Kiltealy Briggs. Right. We'll move on to the Scottish National. And um, Adam's got to sit this out because he's bored us for ten minutes with his. And um, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> Me and John now to try and dissect this uh, mammoth contest. Um, I'll, I'll just start with my selection, John, and then come to you to finish. Major Dundee um, is my choice for um, for the late Eddie Hemmings. Um, oh, he was the rumor player, Trevor Hemmings. Sorry, um, that's the gin. And um, no, he th- th- this <laughs> this this horse. Um, He's extremely lazy. Um, He's probably one of the laziest horses I've seen. I know that sounds ridiculous because he has won races quite nicely, but it it wasn't doing a tap when it beat Tanapino at Bangor. Samuel Jackson was third. Um, and it, it was a, you know, and he was just absolutely lobbing along, just doing absolutely nothing. And then I felt for him last time. I had a really good bet on bet on him at Newbury last time. I started to count it about three out because, again, he came there going really nicely. But Fuji Flight just had too much for him uh, on the occasion. He just, he just, just didn't, he couldn't do it. And, um, and I, I was a bit disappointed. I, I expected him to beat Fuji Flight from that position. But when you consider that Soldier of Destiny was eight lengths further back in third, and that came out and beat and slammed Burroughs Diamond at Haydock, despite Burroughs Diamond doing plenty right. Um, at Haydock, I, I I think the form's really strong. Um, whether it's strong enough to win a Scottish National, I'm not quite sure. But I do think I do think that he will stay and he'll stay well because he the way he travels, it's effortless to him. And um, you know he's capable of going right up the ranks. Is Major Dundee? It's whether he can be bothered. And the one the one bad thing is the last time they brought him up here, he clearly didn't like air because he was he was well beaten with the trainer offering no explanation for the bad performance last April. He absolutely bombed out here. And and I think when he's won before, I think one of the jockeys said Tom Cannon. Uh, as said before, when he won at Fakenham, it seemed to enjoy it at Fakenham because it kept him interested. So that's the kind of horse 
we're dealing with. But I do think he, he's he's well capable of winning off higher than this. And I just think the staying trip will bring out extra in him. So Major Dundee at around 12 to 1 was my uh, sort of each way. Stab, John? I would just say, first and foremost, if listeners are going to have any sort of betting in this race, they should have something on Adam's selection. Yeah. I, uh, I agree. He made a, he made a brilliant case. They're going to bail out after four fences and take eight points to nothing. I agree. That's probably what they'll get. That's uh, that. I agree. That's the strongest bet I think. He's uh, a very very yeah. good player. That in he, he made a good he made a good case at twenty five. Yeah. Um, for myself, um, prior to Adam making that case, I was looking at history of fashion. Who fluffed his lines in the, I think it was the Ida, wasn't it, at Newcastle? Yeah. Um, he's had a nice scroll around since, over a much too short a trip to get his confidence back. Now, chances are he's probably 50 50 whether he's going to get round there uh, in a big crowd. But for me, at least he looks a horse of potential against some absolute tried and tested geese that are running here. Um, he, he does look as though he can go on and, and rate higher, provided he can hold it together on the jumping front. And as I say, I think, I think there's improvement to come for this marathon trip as long as he can complete it. Yeah. So, so there it yeah, is. I, yeah, and basically, he's a horse that could improve again. Uh, you know, it's shrewd outfit, etc. So. That's a nice choice. Back 20 to 1, I think, history of fashion. So, we've just covered off uh, the racing um, for the weekend, and we're back on Sunday uh, for the sermon at the usual time. Me, myself, uh, me, John, and uh, Lorne Malvo to discuss the uh, weekly topics, of which Bryony Frost is, will be one of them. And um, I hope you join us then, and I hope, hope that we can provide you plenty of winners going into that. So, thank you, Adam. Thank you, John. And um, we go forth hoping to smash the bookies on Saturday. That's all from us. Bye for now.